We want you to build a machine, a perpetual traffic machine where you're perpetually turning audiences into fans, into leads, into buyers, into raving brand advocates. You're listening to Perpetual Traffic with Keith Krantz, Molly Pittman, and Ralph Burns. Welcome back to Perpetual Traffic, episode number 61. On today's episode, this is going to be a fun one. Molly, Ralph, and myself are each going to take you through the blueprint of what each of us would do if we had to start from scratch with our first $100 in ad spend. And we're going to use Facebook ad spend today for the example and three different core industries. So Molly's going to talk about what she would do with her first $100 for a local or service-based business. Ralph is going to talk about what he would do with his first $100 with an e-commerce or a, a physical product, somebody that sells physical products. And I'm going to talk about digital products or information products, what I would do with my first $100 when it comes to the offer, the ad type, the campaign objective. So get ready to take some notes and get back to the show notes for any of the resources that we talk about in this episode. But first, one of the questions we get asked all the time is how do we scale our traffic campaigns without our conversion costs skyrocketing? And I always resort back to, no, it's not audience targeting. It's not bidding. It actually usually comes down to your offer and your messaging. And I've seen so many examples of when somebody takes the time to come up with the right video whether it's on their landing page or it's a video ad, it can completely transform their business. And I just got done spending the last couple of days with Chris Stoikos, who we had on episode 56, the founder of dollarbeardclub.com, talking about how they went from a brand new company to 100 million video views and $11 million in sales in just 13 months without even really understanding anything about sales funnels or Facebook ads or anything like that. And he's doing a really cool event in October that he mentioned on that podcast. I'm going to go to that event. I'm actually planning on taking my new video editor with me, and I'm super stoked about it. And since my son Kyler and I were down in Southern California at a cool event called BrickFest Live that a friend of mine, Chad Collins, runs, Chris found out we were down there and offered for us to come down and hang out with him for a couple of days. So we hung out at his house, had an epic time, Kyler hanging out with the bearded badasses. Chris and I ended up really hitting it off, and I asked him if he would do a free training about the, the blueprint to making these videos like this to get people to want to buy from you. What we've seen, it's the fastest way to turn a losing campaign into a winning campaign is to create a really good video that people want to share. And I'm talking for paid traffic. And so we actually ended up making a video. We made a five-minute video that you can go check out at dominatewebmedia.com forward slash 100M, as in 100 million. So on that page, you can watch the video where he talks about the number one thing to make these crazy awesome videos, as well as sign up for a free training that we're going to be doing, showing the blueprint to make these videos that not only work for organic traffic, but also is the perfect recipe for scaling out any paid traffic campaign. And then we'll also be talking about his upcoming really cool event with some epic speakers. So that's at dominatewebmedia.com forward slash 100M. All right, so let's get right into it. Molly's going to start it off with how she would spend her first $100 in Facebook ads for a local business. Hey guys, Molly here, and I'm going to talk about 
how I would spend my first $100 promoting a local business on Facebook. I actually just wrote a blog post about this. It's at digitalmarketer.com forward slash Facebook dash advertising dash four. That's F-O-R dash local dash business. So if you want more information about how I would run ads for local business, definitely check that blog post out too. There are lots of examples in there. But here I'm going to cover how I would spend my first $100 promoting a local business. So really, I would split the budget into two and I would run two different types of ads. So the first ad that I would run would be pretty promotional. So depending on what your business is, this is going to change. But if you were a restaurant, I would make a post on your Facebook page simply explaining some sort of discount or some sort of special that you have going on. So I wouldn't say, hey, on Wednesdays we have $2 margaritas. I would create a special that's evergreen that someone could use every day. And, you know, even if you feel like you might lose a little bit of money on this special, I promise that these people are going to come in and they're going to buy other things. And they're also going to be repeat buyers if they have a good experience. So really give a good discount, not 10% off appetizers, right? Give a free appetizer or give a two for one meal. Um, something that's really appealing that, that someone honestly can't say no to. And the ad, which can start as a post on your Facebook page, or it could just be an ad, however you want to go about it. If you post it on your Facebook page, you can use the boost post button. Like I talk about in the article I mentioned earlier. Um, and you just want to target people within your city. So if you're a dental office, definitely do some sort of special for new clients. So maybe $99 and they get all their x-rays or do free teeth whitening. If you're a salon, maybe you do a free haircut with a color. If you're a clothing store, maybe you're doing, you know, 50% off summer merchandise. Really, this ad is just to give someone a reason to come visit you. This ad is really there to get someone interested in actually crossing the threshold of your front door and coming in and, and visiting your store, your bar, your salon, your dental office, etc. So I would spend $50 over five days, $50 Simply target just your location. I, I show you how to do that in the article. Target the city that you live in and give a special. Give these people a reason to visit. And I promise you, this will get shared, especially if you use copy like, hey, Austinites, right? People that live in Austin refer to themselves as Austinites or hey, Dallas residents, really make sure that these people know that this ad is for them and that this business is located close to them in proximity. If you call them out in the ad, it's going to draw a lot of interest. You'll also see a lot of engagement and shares because even if they aren't going to come you know, to your restaurant, they might share so that their friends can see and because they feel like it's beneficial because it's a certain discount or deal that's happening in their particular area. So the second $50 that, that I would use would be on a video ad. 
And the reason I would do this is because if your local business, your brick and mortar, you really have something to show, right? You have some sort of space that you want these people to visit. And if in a quick video that you can record on your phone, if you can show them around and show them the experience what they're going to experience when they come to your restaurant or your salon, it's really going to speak to people who are more interested in the experience versus maybe a discount. So with the other $50, I would target the same area, the same city, and I would simply run an ad that does a video tour of your location. Now in the ad copy above, you can still use the same promotion or discount that you were using in the second ad, but this video ad's going to speak to an audience that's more interested in the experience that, that would be had. So even a dental office, uh, the dentist that I go to in Austin, it's really cool because all of the patient rooms are actually open. It's like a, a open area. It doesn't feel like you're in this small room and they have TVs and the experience is worth whatever the price of going to that dentist is for me. So if they did a simple tour of the office, even if, you, again, you record it on your iPhone, just walking around, maybe introduce an employee, that's really going to speak to people that want that experience, that want the personal feel, that want to meet the people that they'll actually interact with when they go into your brick and mortar. Same thing with the restaurant. Take a video on a busy night of people interacting and having fun. But if it's a salon, you know, same thing. Walk around, show how awesome your space is. And, you know, maybe even have one of your customers say a quick testimonial into the camera. So I know that sounds simple, but it's really a way to show off the biggest asset for your business, which is you have a physical space that people can actually come to. And if you're able to entice them with, you know, the coolness or the beauty or some particular part of your, your space that's really interesting, maybe slide in a testimonial or interview someone that works there. Maybe it's a waitress that a lot of people interact with or, you know, the front desk person at a, a dental office, someone that, that this person is likely going to interact with if they actually enter the business. So just to recap, I would run an ad that's a simple promotional ad for $50 over five days, target your local city. And that ad, you know, maybe you use an image that, you know, shows people having fun at your restaurant or an image that, you know, maybe you're giving away a free appetizer. So you have a picture of the food and a little bit of copy on the image that says free appetizer. Same thing with a salon. Maybe it's a picture of someone getting their haircut and it says, you know, free haircut, you know, with color. So that first ad is going to be, you know, directly about this promotion. Now, the second ad, the second $50 over five days targeting the same people is going to be a video tour. So you could post this on your Facebook page and boost this ad the same way you did the first ad. It's just a different medium. Instead of using an image, you're using a video. And in the video, you're going to give them a tour of your location, maybe a testimonial from a customer or an interview with an employee. So I hope that helps guys, you know, running ads for local businesses 
I wouldn't say it's easy, but you definitely have an advantage because you know you're targeting, right? You know who you're going to target. It's people that live within this certain vicinity. So I highly encourage you to create a really irresistible offer that people can't say no to and also show the personality and show why people should come visit your local business. I think it'll get a lot more people through the door and hopefully they will become repeat customers. Hey, this is Ralph with my, what would I do with a hundred dollars if I was just starting out selling a physical product? And uh, this one was relatively simple for me because there's really one solution here, and that is video ads. A video ad for a physical product, especially if you're going to a straight sale, is by far and away the best way to get conversions on Facebook. Now, there's definitely a direct relationship between price and how much effort and how much you're going to need to spend in order to get that conversion, get that sale. So for the sake of argument here, let's say that we are in the less than $100 range for this physical product. Maybe the average price is maybe $50. Maybe there's a, there's a lower price that goes down to $7. So it's probably about the ranges that work the best, anywhere between $7 to $47. Anything under $50 has a, has a fair likelihood of converting on cold traffic inside Facebook. The higher the price you go, the more effort you're probably going to have to expend and the more money you're going to have to spend just because, you know, typically there is a very direct relationship between the price of the product and how much you need to spend in order to get a conversion. And the higher the price of the product, the more effort you need to put in to convince people and indoctrinate them into why they should purchase it. So let's say the product is, you know, under $50, you know, let's say it's $47, maybe $7, somewhere in that range. And I would divide these into two separate categories. First off is stuff that you have to explain. So something that somebody maybe doesn't know about. They've never heard of it before. They have no idea what the thing is. So you need to follow our three-step formula in order to get them to convert, which I'll get into in just a second. And then there's just cool stuff that People might not even know exists, but if you just show it to them and explain what it is, they'll buy it. And this has to be a really cool product. It's got to be something that they maybe hadn't seen in a while. It's got to be really targeted to specific interests that are more likely to buy those products. And we've got two examples for those that I'll talk about in just a second. So first off, for stuff that you have to explain... There's lots of examples of this, and there's a couple of examples that we have as agency customers as well as coaching customers. They're just things that people are familiar with, but they don't know that there's a difference in this particular product. So this is particularly true in the supplement space. Okay, there's lots of companies that are selling supplements, but you know, a lot of people think, hey, you know, if you have one particular supplement in a specific category, you know, it's the same for all of them. Well, in that case, you need to explain the difference as to why your supplement is different than the rest. Uh, or maybe you have just a, like a, an instructional DVD series. So you have to show people that, yeah, there's lots of DVD series on instructing. Let's say it's for guitar lessons, for example. So I play guitar, so this is something that definitely fits the mold here. And you have to differentiate yourself in the newsfeed to show people that you know what you're talking about for them to buy it and you know what you're doing. So that would be two separate examples, but using the same formula. So the formula that we use for these types of offers, these types of physical products are 
as follows. So first off, for a video, I would spend most of my time crafting the video, knowing I only have $100 to spend, but I would make myself a really good video that's probably anywhere from you know less than 10 minutes, maybe a little bit more. Uh, there's no perfect video length. We've done videos in the newsfeed for 25 minutes. We've done some for less than 15 seconds. So it doesn't really matter how long it is, but you just have to provide the value up front. The three-step formula that we use is you first off have to get somebody to stop the scroll and get the click. So think about your ideal customer thumbing through their newsfeed, and then all of a sudden they come to your video and they say, whoa, what is this thing? So we usually use something like a pattern interrupt, which might be to tell people to stop and, and stop the scroll and turn up their sound. That's one way in which we do it. It doesn't always work that way. Sometimes it's just a demonstration. The pattern interrupt is like in the case of like a guitar DVD series or a physical product for a guitar lesson. Maybe it's just a guy just playing guitar and it just really ripping it up. You know, maybe you're into rock or jazz or blues or whatever it is, and he's playing and you see that and that's going to stop you. As a guitar player, I would stop my thumb scroll and watch that. So you have to get that. So you have to sell that first. Now, remember, any video ad that comes in the newsfeed for Facebook as well as in the right-hand column. So well, let's not discount the right-hand column as well. So one of the things that we're really noticing right now, especially in mobile, is if you do click to watch the video, sometimes you actually have to click again in order to up the volume. So it's really helpful to have some kind of text overlay. In many cases, we'll have customers do the text that mirrors exactly what the video is actually saying, maybe in the case of you know the guitar lesson, maybe he's just ripping it up and then he starts talking about what that technique was that he just used. So you can either do it one of two ways. You can have you know fly-in post-production text on screen, or you could just simply upload what's called a, an SRT file and have the video itself transcribed and then show that. So a lot of people, and it's depending on what data you look at, Upwards of 70 to 80% of folks view video in the newsfeed with the sound off. So that's a really important thing to do. So if you're missing any sort of text overlay, you might be missing out on people who don't turn up the sound. Maybe that's private. Maybe they don't have headphones. Maybe that's their situation. So don't discount uh, text overlays overall. Sometimes in that first 10, 15 seconds, you need to really get them to, to stop and get the scroll. So sometimes we have folks, you know, wave their arms and, you know, flashing lights and all that sort of stuff. That's going to probably get tiring after a while. So I would just say have something meaningful in that first 10 seconds. Whatever that thing is that your product does, show that. Or show that something about hitting on a pain point of your particular target audience. You know, if you're selling a supplement, you can hit on that pain point or maybe teach them something that they didn't really understand or really didn't know existed. So a pattern that we definitely use is we'll use that pattern interrupt to start off and then we'll get right into sort of the second part, which is to educate and entertain. In the three-step formula, there's stop to get the scroll, get the click. And then there's the educate and entertain portion, which is the vast majority of that video. And that's where you would teach them how to do whatever it happens to be. Play, you know, an arpeggiated scale for a guitar player. It would be teach them something about your supplement and why these, you know, 11 ingredients are so essential to maintain health and beauty. So teach them something. Um, 
inform them of something that they didn't realize before. And this is like the aha moment that you want people watching your video to have. Hey, that guy's really a great guitar player. I'd love to play like him. Hey, I didn't realize I was missing all those ingredients in my diet. Maybe I should consider, you know, getting all those things. And lo and behold, in both cases, what you're doing is you're providing value up front, you're educating, you're informing, you're entertaining. But then at the end, in the third part, you go into what's called your pivot. So you pivot, you say, hey, you know, if this information that I just taught you was, was great, if you like this guitar lesson, then, you know, and you want to learn more, click below and get my free DVD series. Just You just pay shipping. Those types of offers work extremely well on Facebook, by the way, free plus shipping. Or maybe the transition is, hey, you know, to get all those seven or eight ingredients, then it's really hard to find them because you'd have to travel all the way around the globe to get them all in one supplement. You can do it just with this product. And you can enjoy all the benefits that I discussed in the video. So click the button below and get whatever the name of the supplement. So three-step formula there. Intro, stop, get the scroll, get the click. Middle is educate, inform, entertain. And the end is a pivot. And at the end, you want to have some kind of call to action that you know hovers on the screen that says click below or you know click the link in this post to, uh, to get whatever your product is. So those are the types of products that are just need some explanation. The second category, like I said before, is the stuff that you just have to show. So you might have a really cool thing that maybe is seven or eight or $10, or maybe it's free plus shipping. People just don't know this thing existed. For quite some time, we were selling uh, just this cool, you know, military can opener on Facebook. And it was a 10 second video that just showed the thing in action. That's all it was. Really no sound. It had some sound, but it had some text overlay on it, which we added in later on and sold like gangbusters. The point is, is that all it was is just an explaining of what the thing is. Now, if you have a physical product, a lot of people use explainer videos. I think those are good. Sometimes they're a little bit overdone, but if they do explain your product well, and then the natural resolution of whatever that thing is, is click below to get this thing, then definitely use an explainer videos. And there's plenty of agencies that create explainer videos. Just Google it and, and you'll be able to find plenty of them. Uh, another one that uh, Digital Marketer I've seen plenty of times in my newsfeed is the EverStrike Pro. And that's just a really cool lighter. In the video, it's a short sort of looping video. It's 15 seconds. It just keeps looping over and over and over again. It's a great example of just showing how cool this thing is right to people in the newsfeed. And the, the pitch with this is that you can basically light this thing even if it's raining outside. So there's water that's drizzling down and it's really well produced. You know, you don't have to have it as produced as that. But the point is, is you're showing the thing and how cool it is. If your product is so cool or so novel, so different than what people are used to seeing, you don't need to go through the entire three-step process, which I explained before. You might just have to just show the thing. And then at the end of your video, could be under a minute, could be 20 seconds, depending on how long it is that it takes to explain it. Just have a call to action that says click below or click the link in this post to get whatever your product is. Really, really simple. So those are the two types of physical products and the sort of two slightly different strategies that I would recommend. If I had $100 to, uh, to put uh, on Facebook ads, my first 100 for a physical product, I would spend the vast majority of my time crafting that video. You don't have to have it, you know, super high performance 
We use ScreenFlow or Camtasia to do all the editing, or you can just find a good video guy on Fiverr if you maybe have $105, $5 on your video production, $100 on your ad spend. There's plenty of people in there that can do video production for you and, and add these elements in there. So hopefully that's helpful. We'll talk to you all soon. All right, Keith back here with you, and I'm going to be talking about what I would do if I had to start from scratch with my first $100 if I was trying to sell some sort of digital product, an information product, some sort of training program, a course, a coaching program, something like that. So the first thing I would do is I would look at it more in terms of a $20 a day budget for the first five days. This gives me a little bit more flexibility, and we'll walk you through how I would break up that $20 a day. Now, before we start running ads, the first thing you have to figure out is you got to get your offer right. That's the number one thing. And back on episode 43, Ryan Dice shares four steps to crafting and optimizing the perfect offer. And on episode 45, Ralph and I talk about five proven Facebook offers that convert. So go back and listen to those again if you haven't already. Listen to them, you know, at least once or twice. Get that right. Now, So in order to figure out your offer, it kind of depends on which kind of funnel you're going to build. The way I see it is there's two main funnels that are going to be the simplest and give you the biggest chance to win with running Facebook ads. Either one, using the lead magnet to tripwire to core offer upsell model, or using a webinar and then to sell your core offer on the webinar. Really, those are the two types of funnels that that I would recommend starting with. Probably the simplest is gonna be the webinar to to sell your main offer. Uh, We're doing it right now. We we run cold Facebook ads to to a webinar and we sell $897 product, $1297 cold traffic. Of course, the warm traffic is the audiences that are converting much, much, much higher than the cold audiences. So you wanna eventually be building these warm audiences as quick as you can. But the other type of funnel is lead magnet. So you might have a checklist or a cheat sheet or a swipe file they can download. And then after they download that on the thank you page is what digital marketer will call a tripwire offer. It's an impulse buy. It's a low price sub $20 product. It's really just to get a buyer and get that person into momentum. Maybe it's seven bucks. Okay. After they buy that, the next page, you might have your core offer. It might be $97, it might be $300, it might be $1,000, I don't know. Those are the simplest ways to get started. Uh, Depending on your situation, you're gonna wanna choose one of those and get that going. So let's get into the Facebook ads. I'm gonna give you an example of what type of ad, whether you're doing either types of these funnels. So if I was just starting out at 20 bucks a day, then I would keep things very, very simple. Okay, I would have two main campaigns going. And then once I got that kind of going and got some momentum, then I would start to add more complex layers. The first thing I would do is I would take four bucks a day, $4 a day out of that that 20 bucks and run a like campaign, getting likes and fans. The good thing about a like campaign is it's a great way to get practice in the power editor. You don't have to be putting up pixels or building landing pages or thank you pages or anything. You can get practice in Facebook, in the ads manager, in the power editor, I would recommend getting right into the power editor and getting used to that and creating a light campaign. So you're going to do your target audience research and maybe you take your four to five top interests and put those into one ad set and run a light campaign at about $4 a day. Okay, so that's going to be just a basic light campaign. It's very small. It's just going to be kind of running in the background. The next thing I'm going to be focusing on is the most important part is your lead generation campaign. 
So I would take uh, my other $16 a day and I would basically run four ad sets into a, a website conversions campaign focusing on generating leads. And that's it. So notice I got $4 a day on light campaign, $16 a day on my lead gen campaign. At this point, I'm not doing any other campaigns. I'm not worrying about running traffic into blogs and retargeting and or the, any of that stuff yet, okay? That comes later. Now, I'll talk about that in a second, but what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna focus on generating leads, webinar registrations, or lead magnet downloads. Now, what kind of ad should I run for that? Well, that depends on your, your lead magnet. So if you're going to a super basic lead magnet like a social media swipe file or a cheat sheet or a checklist or just a one tip, something super simple, then you can have a pretty simple ad, okay? You're gonna use what we like to call a link post ad. You're gonna use a website conversions objective where the image is a clickable link. It's, it's the most popular ad that you see on Facebook. So I'd make a website conversions link post ad, and this could be a short copy ad, or it could maybe it could be a little bit of long copy ad as well. It's totally up to you. It's not necessary to have long copy, but it might be necessary in your case. However, if I was driving traffic into a webinar, if it was me, I would run either a longer copy ad because a webinar is a bigger ask. You're asking somebody to opt in and schedule out 90 minutes of their day two days from now, three days from now, or later on that same day. That's a lot bigger ask, and you're probably asking them to make a bigger size purchase, okay? So you're also trying to pre-frame them and build a lot of goodwill as you get into this. So you gotta remember this. You always wanna be thinking about the end in mind when you're running your campaigns. So if I'm running a traffic to a webinar, I'm either gonna run a longer copy ad or a video ad. So you choose, I would focus on one ad, so with that website conversions campaign, I'm gonna run it with four ad sets at $4 a day each. So now I've got $16 a day for my website conversions campaign and $4 a day for my light campaign. That's 20 bucks a day for five days. These ad sets are gonna be number one, is gonna be fans. If you don't have any fans yet at all, then you can have an additional interest ad set. But the next ad set is gonna be my warm ad set. And that's gonna be like website visitors or any list that I have that I can upload into Facebook for a custom audience, any video views that I have as warm audiences, that's gonna be my warm audience. You can't put all those together with fans because what happens is, is Facebook will say, okay, they have to be a fan and they have to be a website visitor. And then it just shrinks down the audience too small. So your fans is gonna be its own ad set, and then all your warm audiences, your custom audiences are gonna be another ad set. The next ad set, I like to use maybe your top four to five interests that you find in your target audience research. So this might be authorities, magazines, TV shows, those types of things. I'd love you to get a lookalike audience running as quickly as possible because a lot of our campaigns, we're seeing our 1% lookalikes as the best audience. So what I recommend here is take a 1% lookalike audience, okay, that's gonna be a cold audience in your country that you're targeting, or maybe it's all the main countries that you're looking at targeting, like US, Australia, Canada. It just depends on your situation. Take that off your biggest seed audience. So if you've got 5,000 fans and you've maybe got 2,000 website visitors, in the last 180 days, then maybe you're gonna use your fans lookalike audience. If you've got a list of 5,000 people, then that list is probably gonna be your best lookalike audience. We don't really know which one's gonna work best until you start testing, but in this case, we don't have a lot of ad sets to actually work with. So for me, my all contacts 
1% lookalike has usually been my best one up until recently in some of our ad sets, our video views, our 50% video view lookalike audience is starting to outperform that. It just, it just depends on the campaign. Once you start getting more audiences and you have more budget to add more lookalike audiences, go ahead and add more. Run one with your 50% video view lookalike, 75% video view lookalike. All customers 1% look like, all contacts 1% look like, website visitors 1% look like, fans 1% look like. You get the point. It doesn't matter if there's a lot of overlay and similarity. You want to have more ad sets in the end. So starting out though, I would just start out with my best one. So basically what I've got is I've got fans, I've got warm audiences, I've got a 1% look like, and then I've got my main interests. If you're in a situation where you're going to start out at like 50 bucks a day, you can have like three or four lookalike audiences. And then what I would recommend doing is splitting up your interests, your four to five interests. Instead of having four to five into one ad set, split those up so they each have their own ad set. So you can now measure the data much better when they're separated out. But if you're in a small budget, you don't really have the option to do that. So you always have to take your specific situation. And then what I would recommend doing is creating one ad. And what you're going to do is if you're driving traffic into a lead magnet, like a simple lead magnet, like a swipe file or a cheat sheet or a checklist, I would recommend doing a link post ad and maybe make two versions of that ad copy if you can. Okay. Or two versions of the image. And if it was me, and I was at that limited budget, what I would do is I would make two versions of the ad copy. Because in my opinion, I want to know what ad copy is resonating with people. Images, you can quickly test those in the future. But in your case, if it took you a long time to come up with one version of the ad copy, then just test two images. If you're running traffic to a lead magnet, a super basic lead magnet, cheat sheet checklist style, then you can use a short copy or maybe long copy. Okay, you don't have to have real long copy in this case because it's a super simple lead magnet. It's a good offer. Now, if you're driving traffic to a webinar, you're asking somebody to do a lot more. You're asking them to block off an hour and a half of their day, two days down the road or later on that same day. And then you're probably asking them to buy something much more expensive right out of the gate. So in that case, I would start out with a long copy ad or a video ad because I know I'm asking a lot of that person. So that's what I would do. So why am I not saying run traffic into a blog post and all that stuff? The reason why is because think about Facebook as this. Let's say I teach piano lessons and I got invited to a party where they're all piano players. Well, if I show up at that party, odds are that probably about 10% of those people, maybe 10 of those people out of those 100 people are actively kind of looking to improve their piano skills, have intent to improve their piano skills. The other 90 are just into piano. They're probably not into that right now, unless they were made aware of that there's actually a better way, but they're just not into that right now. Or, or maybe they are, but they're the person that needs a little bit more time to build that relationship. Well, Facebook's the same way. Let's say you're targeting a, an audience that has a million people in it. Well, odds are only 10% of those people have intent right? Are ready to take action now. But 10% of those people is 100,000 people. So what you want to do is you want to focus on those 10% and you want to focus on your lead generation campaigns because that's going to generate ROI. And you want to find out if your offer will work with cold audiences as quick as possible. Okay. Once you start to get that right, and once you start to get a little momentum and money back, then you can start to add running traffic to a blog post 
or running a video ad because what's that going to do? That's going to take the other 90% and turn them from not having intent to having intent. Okay, but that's a little bit more complex and it takes more work. So I always recommend start out with the lead gen, but understand if you want to scale massively, you've got to tap into that other 90%. And that's where our whole traffic system that we talk about all the way back to episode number one of this podcast comes in because we want you to build a machine, a perpetual traffic machine where you're perpetually warming people up, where you're perpetually turning audiences into fans, into leads, into buyers, into raving brand advocates. Okay. But it all starts by getting momentum. So you want to start with just generating leads, getting momentum, getting ROI so you can continue the game to add more complexity later. All right, so I hope that makes a lot of sense for you. And I hope this was a great episode. I hope you're in one of the you know services or industries that we talked about today. Um, for anything that we mentioned in, on the episode, head to digitalmarketer.com forward slash podcast for the show notes. And once again, go to dominatewebmedia.com forward slash 100M to, to watch that awesome video about how Dollar Beard Club went from zero to 100 million video views. And more importantly, had people banging down their doors to buy their products without even having all their systems in order or having perfectly optimized Facebook ad campaigns. All right. Talk to you soon. Have a great day. You've been listening to Perpetual Traffic with Keith Krantz, Molly Pittman, and Ralph Burns. For more information and to get the resources mentioned in this episode, visit digitalmarketer.com forward slash podcast. Thank you for listening.